In this podcast, Pamela Barty, a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur and developer of a $100 million real estate empire, will share her inspiring underdog comeback story. And along with those of her guests, she'll share how you too, as an underdog, can rise up and succeed against all odds. Here's your host, Pamela Barty. Welcome back to Underdog. Today, we've got the first part of my amazing interview with Liz Teresa. Without further ado, here is the first part of my incredible interview with Liz Teresa. Liz Teresa, a business mentor and founder of LizTeresa.com, has been helping entrepreneurs find clarity and uniquely market themselves with confidence for nearly a decade through her strategic website design, intuitive business mentorship, and clever copywriting services. She wants every entrepreneur to rise and be the star of their own business. She's also the creator of Concept to Creation, her flagship branding and web design program. And you can download a free copywriting training video from her at freecopyvideo.com. Without further ado, we welcome the fabulous Liz Teresa. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Underdog. I have a super, super special guest here with me, Liz Teresa. Liz, welcome. Pamela, you're the coolest person in the world. I'm so excited to be here. I think you're a bit cooler and you are totally a rock star. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. 2020, I feel like, is a challenging time. And I think we're all underdogs this year, but I'm doing good. Absolutely. So Liz, welcome. There's so many questions and amazing things I want to ask you because you're such a cool cat. Now, I remember meeting you, I was sitting in Professor McGillicuddy's class and you had come in as a guest speaker and you were talking about marketing and I was like, this woman is so cool. And like, little did we know, you know, graduated years later, we somehow found each other in the business world, online marketing and, and whatnot. And I'm like, I remember her. Oh my God, that's Liz. So to me, you've always been queen of online marketing and web services. You've always been that. And I've known that since I was in Stonehill. So, but I'd love for you to share your story. Oh my gosh. How you became the queen. I know you're not going to call yourself the queen, but I'm going to call you the queen (laughs) of online marketing. So tell us your story. Like how did you really get started in that realm? Well, this is amazing because I do, I love talking to Kristen's classes. It's so cool. And I, it makes me wicked excited because I, I remember the folks that raise their hand and say, I want to own a business someday. And I get the most excited about them. And I'm sure you did it that day. And look at you now is what I would say is so cool. Like you're so fancy too. And that makes me just glow. So thank you for sharing that. And my start It's kind of funny because when I started in online marketing, it was extremely cutting edge. It was 2011. Twitter was two years old. Like they just invented Facebook business pages. Like it was an extremely like 
edgy, cool time to go into online marketing. And I was getting my master's degree at Bridgewater State University at the time. And so I was in the midst of my master's program and I, I was, my parents were like, we really need help with marketing. My parents at the time had owned a business and I was like, marketing, okay. And like, I was a theater person and, and I had a literature background. I knew nothing about business, um, but I knew how to read of course, because I had a lit background and I feel like that's what they teach you is how to read really fast. And so I was like, you know, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find all the resources I can for dummies. So I really bought internet marketing for dummies. I bought Twitter for dummies. I read a lot of things on this website, marketingprofs.com, which is awesome awesome Boston-based marketing firm uh, resource for learning all things marketing. And I really just, I would say between those three resources, they're all really wonderful. I read like everything I could. And I realized that marketing wasn't just selling makeup and making your friends buy it. Because I guess I always thought the word marketing was multi-level marketing and pyramid schemes. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, they were like, I was like, they want me to do marketing for their business. And I was like, so like sell makeup, but they don't sell makeup. So I was like trying to put it together and then I, and they didn't sell makeup. So I was, I was all kinds of confused. And then that was kind of my first like into online marketing. And it was very like, it, at the time you could walk into a Twitter conversation and really be like, Hey, like I have a question. What is Twitter? Like you could like do that. And it wasn't embarrassing because everything was so new. And I, I actually introduced myself to this girl. There was this, there was a social networking platform. It was small at the time and it was called Her Future and it was for spiritual women in business. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm spiritual. Like I could be friends with them. And so I messaged the page because it said it was maintained by an intern. And I was like, oh, if the page is being pinned by an intern, interns are stupid. She doesn't know anything. <laughs> so I was like, this is a safe space, right? So I, I, I was like, I'll just ask her, hey, like, I'm trying to help my parents' business. Like, this is what I typed. Like, can you help me? What is marketing? What is social media marketing? Like, she actually took the time to answer me, which was like... <laughs> shocking she ended up becoming one of my I would say she was like one of my best girlfriends for like years until like she quit me um eventually like not in a bad way but like we went our own you know mm -hmm. kind of went our own ways not in a horrible way but like she ended up becoming my first online friend and she referred me like my first eight clients for for website like you know virtual marketing it, it was awesome it was a great great connection that's awesome. So like, it's so interesting too, because you sound like me when I first started in construction, I was like Googling and like looking at everything and I'm like, how to get it? construction loan? Like probably. Yeah. How to get construction loan? Like what is a two by four? What is this? You know, and in the beginning, like most people are like, you know, did you study for this? Like, what did you learn? college so it's like it's fascinating to me like we kind of had like the same route so you're just like an overall hustler which I love and respect so much like you just went out there and you're like I was like oh I better learn it yeah I was ready to go so yeah. so it was your parents that sort of pushed you in that direction with the online marketing and then how did you really tell yourself like I'm going to start my own business in this because maybe at first were you thinking at all about like working for anybody else and like in the marketing space or how did you kind of think like all right I'm going to create Liz Teresa well, this is a good question. So, so 2011 
starting in 2007, I would say to 2011, it was tough times, you know, to be in the United States. I mean, we think 2020 is rough. It is. But like back then it was the economy was absolutely bad. People that are like in their 20s don't really get it because mm-hmm. like you guys didn't have to go out. I was freshly graduated in like in a recession. It's so hard. I had a master's degree. I got one interview. I would submit like dozens and dozens of applications, not just for marketing positions. Like I would apply to things in my field, like publishing houses to do copy editing. Like I was like, I was willing to just do whatever. You could not get a job. I got one interview and I go, and it was for a company in West Bridgewater. I won't say what it is, (laughs) but now that I said that, I can't tell you the funniest thing about them. So we'll just say that they sold yo-yos, okay? It was something bizarre like that. Like it was like a random thing you don't think of every day, like a yo-yo, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's just say that they sold yo-yos. And and so I went and I like come in, I'm like dressed to the nines. I got like the coolest outfit. I graphically tricked out my resume. It was like, the coolest resume. And then he was like, <laughs> you're great. He's like, this job is going to suck all the creativity out of you. You're overqualified. And he's like, you're going to die here. It's like, oh my God. And so I was like, so, and he was like, so yeah, he's like, well, all right, let's go. And like, he like let, took me back to my car, basically like took me to the front and I left and I was like, did I say something wrong? Like, was that a bad interview? Cause I was so excited. And I guess it was like, I was so excited that they didn't want me cause they thought I'd hate it, which I was, I've never heard of that being a reason to not get a job. So, so I'm getting in my car and I call my mom and I'm like, I'm so frustrated. I go, I just want to help businesses market themselves better on social media. I go, why won't anybody just let me do what I want? And she's like, you don't need permission to do what you want. She's like, just go to the businesses and actually help them. And I was like, go mom. That's awesome. You don't need permission to do what you want. I was like, boom. And then from there, it was my first iteration was actually Liz Downey because Downey is my maiden name. Mm-hmm. So it was lizdowney.com. And then I felt very hampered by having the same name I went to high school with. Cause like, I, I'm not that I had a tough time, but I just wasn't, I wasn't as awesome. Like I'm so cool now. Like I'm very cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like yes, I are. would hang out with me, but like in high school, like nobody really liked me. Like I was really not cool. It was incredibly strange. I was just strange and nobody got me. So Isn't that sad? I, I, can, I can never imagine you not being awesome i know but like how would well, it <laughs> make I, them watch this i know i mean so like you just didn't talk to anyone i can't like envision a liz at that at that point but. i was offbeat i was like i was the drama kid and i and like and but i didn't do drugs and i didn't want to do an orgy all the time do you know what i mean like and i didn't like smoke pot but i was a drama kid so then i didn't really fit in with them and then they thought i was too like i was obnoxious like if I was trying to be funny, it was obnoxious. They were like, Liz, like, why can't you just be, oh, why do you have to be like that? Like when I was funny. So it wasn't like my humor was really accepted. And then I always dated like the offbeat guy. Like I dated one of the, the biggest dorks, to be honest, like in my class, but like he was really smart and he was cute. Do you know what I mean? So right. then they were like, oh, how could you go out with him? And like, and then after that I dated, my next boyfriend was overweight. So people made fun of him for his weight, but he wasn't that overweight. Honestly, everybody's overweight. So like, he's awesome. And now of course he's like, he's like a bike-a-thon guy. Cause they made him go the whole other direction. So the poor guy's probably like afraid to ever have any weight. Aww. So it's just, but so yeah, so I did things that like, I guess were like, 
weird or wrong. And so, and then I also didn't really fit into like a, a segment of people because I wasn't always smoking pot and, and having casual liaisons with strangers. I didn't fit in in one spot. I know that's the nicest way to say it on a podcast, right? And then, like, <laughs> and then on the other side of the coin, I also wasn't a total weird, like I wasn't like a goth and I wasn't like a loser. So right. I just didn't like fit. Fit. Oh man. But the, you know what? You were always mm. built to stand out. That's what it is. Oh, you're that's the best girl. I know. <laughs> it's so funny. I never talk about high school because I would even say I was an editor for the literary magazine and the teacher there thought I was stupid. She, she was like, well, you're not smart like Hillary. Friggin' Hillary. I could tell you about this girl Hillary I went to school with. She works for like good housekeeping now. So <laughs> Hillary of her. Like she's like that. She was so like as if she was so smart and perfect. I'm like, I'm completely I was like, this is ridiculous. I remember being in college and I had a mentor that was like, oh, you really hide your smarts. They said that to me at Stonehill, my college advisor. You know what I mean? You get assigned a, and I love Stonehill and I actually love him. He's wonderful. But he said, I hide my smarts because I'm so like extroverted and pretty and like, I'm like, la la la. And I'm like, why can't you be both pretty and awesome and intelligent? same time anyway i'm sorry pamela no no this, but i think it's all important to talk about it's this all stuff. it's all important to talk about because it's like part of your struggle and your story yeah you know what i mean and it's like you know not fitting in that's something i relate to as well because like in middle school like fifth grade i, I was bullied like i wouldn't like it was like it's an awful yeah. experience but it shapes your identity big time you know at that time when you're going through it you're just like why am I like that? You know, you start to doubt yourself, yeah. you know, and you just kind of just keep going. So I think it's important for people to hear like, you know, yeah, that didn't fit in like, but that's okay. You know, like, yes. look where I'm at now. You that's know, exactly it. I, that's, I like in my head, I'm like, I hope those people see, I do have a little bit of that. Of course. Of but course. why wouldn't I hope that? Well, well, you know, and karma runs its course too. And I mean, for like anybody listening too, it's like, you know, never doubt that kid that was sitting in the corner way back when, because you just don't know who, who he or she is at this point in time, you know, and you'll come across people. I mean, I've come across people who were mean to me when I was younger and are asking me for jobs now. So it's like, wow. look how the tables turn, you know, and, and in your case too, I'm sure you'll come if you haven't come across them already. I've been friended by people well. that would never talk to me. Really? On Facebook. Yeah, I've been friended by people and I'm like, God, you wouldn't even like talk to, I mean, I don't know if they feel that way strongly about it, but it's like, it's so funny. Because you're a rock star. That's, that's oh god i'm i'm so i really like myself <laughs> that's i think i liked myself then i just wasn't appreciated in my time <laughs> right right but now i think you found your voice you know which i think yes. is super super cool so now after your mom told you that like how did you hit the ground running with liz Teresa? like how were you like all right i'm gonna do it i don't need anybody's permission like let's go I started with um, businesses I knew personally. So I was an insurance agent actually full-time at the time. Oh, nice. And that was, this is such a good experience is to become licensed in something you know nothing about and then learn how to sell something nobody wants to buy because that's what being an insurance agent is for all people that start out. You're like, insurance is terrible. Nobody wants to buy this, but it is important, and right? you need it, right? And you need it. So it's about selling something everybody hates talking about. Um, and I got really 
really good at that. And I think that's why I'm good at sales is because I learned to sell something that nobody wants, but everybody has to buy. And it's, mm -hmm. it's good. It's good training, right? And it's good relationship building. So that's it for part A of my interview with Liz Teresa. Stay tuned for part B. Thank you.